Welcome to Simply by Grace, a podcast of Grace Life Ministries with founder and director, Dr. Charlie Bing. This podcast and other helpful resources can be found at our website, gracelife.org. Now, here's Dr. Bing. I'm talking to you from Burundi in East Africa. It's a small country in East Africa at the very northern tip of Lake Tanganyika. And we've been here with a team to help train pastors for Grace Bible Church, which we'll find out a little bit more about. It's been a very good week, a very rich and fruitful week. And I want to just uh, let some of our team members here share what, what they did, what they saw, what, what they think about the ministry here in Burundi. So let me turn first to uh, John. John, introduce yourself and tell us what you did, what you saw, uh, what, what you think about the ministry here. Yeah, thanks, Charlie. Yeah, I'm the senior pastor at Bear Creek Bible Church in Keller, Texas. And this is the first time I've been to Burundi, I've been to other African countries. But we had the pleasure of teaching about 130 or so pastors and wives uh, here in Burundi uh, for this past week at a Grace Life Institute. And I taught on the subject of Bible study methods. And the pastors were very receptive to all of our teachings. Um, they're very influenceable, um, teachable, and uh, they were paying good attention. They asked good questions. I think it's a tremendous use of uh, resources and one's time to come to Burundi and teach the pastors here. It makes a big difference. And John brought his wife, Carolyn, who ministered to the women. So Carolyn, what, uh, what did you teach and what did you see and how did the ladies respond? Thank you, Charlie. We um, covered Bible study methods and used that approach while studying the book of Ruth. We also focused on who we are in Christ and compared to what the world tells us and compared it to scripture and how we are valuable to um, the Lord and we are precious to him. We also did some just hand work activities to give ourselves a mental break and we um, covered the fruit of the spirit and love and through all the lessons we incorporated the free grace message and um, the women were very receptive they're quick learners they um, were so excited that at the end of the teaching they did a celebratory thank you dance which is probably one of the most impactful things for me to bring back. It's like it was, a dance party. It was a, a giant yeah. dance party <laughs> celebrating that they now know how to be better equipped in studying the Bible. So I'm very honored to be here and I appreciated it very much. Yeah, I one time wrote that I learned to dance in Africa, the only place that's ever gotten me on my feet on the dance floor. <laughs> but dance is just a regular part of worship. But we also had to use translators because the language here is Kirundi even though the secondary language is French, we teach in English. It's translated in Kirundi. Anisette's daughter, Ange, our host's daughter, uh, did some of the translation. And there's a couple others who know English as well. So another part of the team is uh, Marvin. And I'm going to let Marvin introduce himself and tell us what he did and what he saw. Hi, Charlie. Thanks. I'm Marvin Effa, and I serve a church in uh, Plano, Texas, and also run a school, been there for about 40 years. I started coming to Burundi in, in 2010 and uh, have been 
back every year unless if there's a coup or some kind of a pandemic or something. And I think I've probably taught all of the courses. I, this was a new one for me this year. I taught basic Bible doctrine. And uh, I was really excited about coming because it's been four years since we've been back. And so I worked on the series, started that in, in January, and worked through it all the way until I got almost done in my own church and then came here and shared it with the, with the brothers. There's a lot of things that I, I just adore about Burundi. For one, it gets me out of my parish, and I get to rub shoulders with really good theological thinkers. Uh, a lot of people who have itinerant ministries get to do that all the time. I don't. I can tell you about parking lot repair and roof repair, but not what's going on in the theological world or what's going on in the churches. So that's, that's a tremendous encouragement to fellowship together with uh, men and women who love the Lord and love the gospel and uh, are eager to teach. The, the recipients, as you've already heard, are just incredible learners. They're very, very smart, and uh, they love interactive teaching. So they like to ask questions. They, they like to uh, act things out while they're shy in one sense. You get them in front of the group, and they're, they're uncharacteristically bold and have a wonderful time. Another aspect of Burundi for me has been the beauty of watching uh, men and their wives develop in their understanding of grace. So over the years, uh, we have seen the benefit of returning year after year after year and repeating four-year cycles of training. We graduated a number of men this year who completed four years. And it's, it's a tremendous difficulty for them to do that, to get here. Some of them travel for hours and hours. It's just very difficult. But they work hard, and they have earned their diplomas, and we celebrated that at the end of the, of the conference. Watching them year after year, uh, we always have a, about a third of the group that are new. This year was a little bit higher because we have not been here for so long. But the, the ones who return, they're clear on the gospel, and they let their brothers make the mistakes and then correct them. <laughs> so it's fun to watch them. No, they, they, you know, they, they love to, to work with each other on, on understanding scripture. Uh, we have even developed a secondary uh, learning program for those who are graduates. And uh, Charlie and I worked with that one year, the last time we were here, where we assigned them difficult passages. They're difficult because there's things that can be interpreted to make the gospel something other than faith in the Lord Jesus Christ apart from works. And then we listen to them prepare their sermons and preach their sermons, and then we watch them critique one another. And a tremendous blessing, because as, as we finished the week listening to all those sermons, one, I was really glad to have the week done. It was a lot more tiring to listen to them preach than to teach myself. I saw how consistent they were in keeping each other clear on the gospel. The last thing I want to tell you about is that the people in Burundi and Grace Bible Church have become like family members to me. A number of years ago, we were able to have the girl whose name is Ange, which means angel in French, come and stay with us when she was in fifth grade. And she lived with my wife and I and my daughter. And uh, we, we became very close friends in the year that she stayed there. 
And uh, that was a very special time. And I think that relationship has grown into the inclusion of many other Burundian families here. So when I think about Burundi, it's my one time, get out of jail, come and see the world and be a part of what God's doing across the planet and see how God's grace transforms people in Burundi just like it does in my hometown. So thank you for letting me come. What Marvin is describing is our Grace Life Institute program, which is a four-year program, and we take a team to teach three classes every year. So at the end of four years, they get a certificate of graduation, of which they are very proud. And then sometimes we do a graduate class also, because our goal is not to get a comprehensive seminary or ministry training for them, but to get them grounded in the gospel of grace and basic ministry tools like Bible study methods, basic doctrine, Old Testament, New Testament introduction. So that's our goal. However, when they graduate, they still want to get more training, so we'll do a graduate class for them. Now, the interesting thing is that we have, if they can pass an English proficiency test, we try to channel them to a school. And two, two of uh, the men here have passed the English proficiency and are now enrolled in Grace School of um, Theology um, in, uh, in, their, in their master's program. And they're, it's, a, it's a struggle in some ways technologically and time-wise for them to do that, but we're, they're getting that done, and Grace Life is sponsoring them through that program. One of those is the, our host here, and I want you to hear from him because he's the one that got everything started here way back in 2005 or something. And Anna said, uh, just briefly tell why you started Grace Bible Church. I started Grace Bible Church because we needed a space where we can preach uh, the gospel of grace freely. Uh, I had been in another church when I understood that salvation was by grace through faith alone. And when I started to preach it, I was taken as a heretic preacher. So I was excommunicated. So to avoid conflict with others, I decided to register a church that we started in 2005, and uh, now I am free to, to share the gospel according to my belief, according to my faith. And uh, uh, we started by one local branch, and we went on planting new ones, and uh, we, we, we aim to have more uh, to promote the gospel of grace for everyone. Our prayer is that everyone should understand the gospel of grace because they are like imprisoned by doctrines which are not clear. They are never sure of their salvation. They have to work for the good end. So uh, we are among those who are clear. We consider our clear on the salvation process and the requirement of salvation and we teach them to be uh, to be assured of their salvation so we continue to to pray i started it to create a space whereby i can preach the gospel freely so now you have churches throughout all the almost all the provinces of burundi and you visit them to reinforce them and there's still a great need though for teaching so would you what would you say to someone who might have an interest in coming here and teaching if someone is interested to come and teach uh, he should know that we are available and open uh, we need training 
we need uh, our background uh, is very poor in biblical training we don't have many educated people in uh, in the bible so we those who have joined the church do not have a, a, a strong background of education and uh, even when they learn they, they are not so fast learners but we have to bear with them and to repeat for them to give them a chance to 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 learn to to learn more and once they have learned they are open to practice so they try to implement the little they know and if someone want to contribute in the training of the pastors that would be a very precious contribution for the involvement of the for the uh, the promotion of the gospel in burundi like you said many struggle with the assurance of salvation and i think this week we saw people either get saved or certainly a large number of people get assurance of salvation as i taught through the book of romans that's what that's what i was doing here teaching the book of romans so uh, john you're pastoring a church your church allows you to go on these missions trips what would you say to other pastors who might want to get out of uh, get out of jail like marvin put it and uh, and see the world and see a great need and uh, share a ministry oh wow yeah I, I would say definitely come on a grace life institute trip and teach uh, because it stretches you a little bit uh, you get immersed in that subject and then you get to teach it to people who really really want to learn and i know a lot of pastors are frustrated with that in the united states where we're just continually you know talking to the frozen chosen and uh they you know are not as receptive to the to the word of god because they've heard it all their lives and it's nothing new to them but then you come here to burundi where the people are just lapping it up and they want it and they want more of it and um, i can remember one other time in africa uh, just last year where they wouldn't let me take a break they just kept saying teach 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 you know and they just st stayed in the same seats for hours and interacted of course asked quite really good questions so that's the experience that a pastor would get or uh, a layperson who would come to teach and then also it's a tremendously wise use of resources too there's a lot of to use a you know a phrase a lot of bang for the buck you really there's low-hanging fruit because there are so many people who want to learn, who are desperate to learn, who need to learn, so that way they can equip their people to do the works of service so that their local bodies of Christ can be matured, just like it says in Ephesians 4. So for a pastor who may be feeling a little bit down or a little bit frustrated by a lack of response in his congregation, man, you will, be at, you will get revved up <laughs> and encouraged. And then you go back and you're more enthusiastic and your congregation will see that you've been used well and they'll get revved up as well. And you really don't have to be a pastor. Sometimes we have, if you have theological education, you'll be far ahead of most all of these pastors who have had none at all. Carolyn's not a pastor, and yet she was able to share quite a bit with the women, and we were afraid that they weren't going to let her go back home. They loved her so much. Someone once told me when we were talking about another country, they said, well, I don't know anything. What can I do when I go over there? And the answer that the, the national gave, who was visiting our church, said, all you need to do is know how to love people. They just need someone to love them. So with uh, Anaset, we, we have uh, helped him get established with Grace, and Grace Initiative for Burundi, which is an organization which is going to help support the ministry here and the training 
of his pastors and his others throughout the whole country of Burundi because we want to see the whole country of Burundi saturated with the gospel of grace, people set free. When Annis had originally contacted me back in 2006, he said, it is like people are living under the Old Testament. Do you remember that? What yes. did you mean? Yeah, uh, most of the churches there, they try, uh, they try to, to, to do the replacement theology. They want to become Israel, so they have to implement the law. So it's just like the Old Testament. If you hear them preach, if you look the way uh, pastors are conducting themselves, they are just uh, trying to repeat the, the attitude of, of the priests of the Old Testament. So uh, like, as if the New Testament was not something uh, we have to promote. So they, they have not understood that. For they were, you know, you don't know something until you you have an opportunity. So they need opportunity to be exposed to the gospel. And sometimes when you don't know, if you ask them, what is the gospel? They have no answer. They have no answer. They have to tell you all the Bible or the theories that you have in the Bible, but they don't know uh, what is the gospel. That is the reason why they cannot lead someone uh, properly to, act, to come to believe, because it depends. What if you believe in a in a in a in a in a, in a lies? You be a, a you become a, a, you be lied in your faith. But if you believe the truth, the truth will set you free, and you will be free indeed. Well, amen. It's it's amazing how works has permeated the religion here, and everyone is preaching works, and they're living like they're under the Old Testament law. So the grace message has set them free. I saw a lot of smiles on people's faces in our conference, uh, our training, and the ladies, and a lot of enthusiasm for the message. But we know that one visit doesn't make it. We have to keep coming back every year and reinforcing that teaching. So if you have, I would challenge you, if you're listening, to pray for the country of Burundi and their need for the gospel of grace. And they have other great needs as well because it's sometimes called the poorest country in the world. And pray for Anaset, our host here, and all the ministry that he's doing. He has a lot of responsibility because he has to work to support his family. Churches can't support him. Uh, Grace Initiative for Burundi will be coming uh, online soon. And you can look that up and participate in that way. But I think your prayers and support will be greatly needed and you'll be making a difference around the world uh, by spreading the gospel of grace in a very, very grace-needy country, as in so many places, but especially in here in Burundi. So thank you for listening. Until all here. Thank you for listening. For more resources, or to help spread the message of God's life-changing grace, visit our website at gracelife.org. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a message at simplybygrace.org at gracelife.org. See you next time.